Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Instagram, Beyond the Lines Podcast, and also on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines. This episode is brought to you by Samify Crafts. If you're looking for that unique and special gift for a holiday, birthday, wedding, or any other event, go to SamifyCraftShop.com. They're your one-stop shop for all your gift needs. They specialize in custom gifts at an affordable price. Not only will you find great gift ideas on SamifyCraftShop.com, you also find all of your Beyond the Lines podcast t-shirts, tank tops, water bottles, and backpacks. So go to SamifyCraftShop.com to order your merchandise and gifts. You can also follow them on Facebook at Samify Crafts. This is episode number 26, and today I'll be discussing moms balancing life and kids' extracurricular activities. Moms show for their kids to extracurricular activities, and while there are some Girl Scouts and guitar lessons thrown in there, the activities are almost overwhelmingly youth sports. But many parents often lose sight of the ultimate goal, to raise healthy, active kids who might even have a little fun. The result? Stress, burnout, and declining rates of sports participation as they age. In fact, the average child plays a sport for three years and quits by age 11. And oftentimes, parents let their children's youth sports participation interfere with their own career development. It's a routine for many working parents to conduct conference call while driving the football or soccer carpool, for example. Or, parents are taking their kids out of school and missing time from work for tournaments that occur on weekdays. Or, they're unintentionally putting their careers on the back burner because they've become the swim mom that drives their athlete to practice before and after school and work. So here's five tips for creating balance between sports and family life. Number one, hold a family meeting. Before each sports season, hold a family meeting to look at the master family calendar. Highlight each child's activities in different colors and discuss current commitments and goals for the upcoming season. Don't simply sign your child up for the upcoming season without asking them whether they want to keep playing and making a joint decision. Number two, find a balanced sports program. Look for leagues and clubs that balance sports, family, school, and emphasize having fun. Candidly, address the issue of family sports balance with the other parents and coaches. Number three, find a balance between kids. Focusing too heavily on one child's athletic career often causes the other children in the family to feel resentful and may exacerbate sibling rivalry. Every child's interest should receive an equal amount of your attention. Number four, find a balance between sports and academics. Schoolwork should always come first. Remember that there are 30 times more dollars available for financial aid based on academics than for athletics. And number five, find a balance between sports and social life. Try to make sure your child's sports don't keep him or her from making and keeping friends other than athletes. So now, let's meet this episode's guest. So my guest today is Brenda. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. So today we're talking about moms who are balancing life and kids' extracurricular activities. So I'm glad you're able to join the show today and and give us some insight on what it's like to wear many different hats when you have multiple kids and multiple activities. So first of all, how old are your kids? They range from almost 11. He'll be 11 in a month, 14, 17, and now 20, almost 20. Okay. And what activities are they involved in? The two younger ones are both football. When football season's over, I'm hoping weightlifting as well. And then my 17-year-old plays soccer, and then we did basketball as well. 
Okay, so several different activities. Now, how do you balance work, family, school, and making sure that the kids get to practice in their activities and things like that? As my saying goes, is if I ever thought about how I would organize the day, nothing would ever get done because I'd be too worried about how that would happen. So we kind of just go with the flow between myself and my husband. We figure it out. Sometimes some kids have to wait an extra five, 10 minutes, or sometimes we're there to watch. I guess in a sense, you just kind of wing things. If you had sort of a plan, it would never get done. Have you tried like a time management type plan? A long time ago when I had three or four kids playing at once, even though my youngest was tiny, he was still playing as a four-year-old and one had to be there with him. Okay. So it was a matter of figuring out who got off work at what time and what school start ended earlier and who got that one and what time their practice. But, you know, sometimes everything just works out. So you make it work. Yeah. Sort of a tag team approach, correct? Exactly. <laughs> you have four kids. So talk a little bit about what it's like to really try and get four different kids to four different activities, making sure they're picked up, making sure they're on time. And not only that, but make sure they're fed, the schoolwork is done. What is that like? Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) So the younger ones don't have as much quote unquote homework, especially this past year and a half, everything's been online. So his school is a no homework policy and he likes to live by that. So (laughs) my other son, he's what I call my challenge, my 14 year old son and the boys and girls are so different in their academics. So I have to stay on top of him. He goes to school and right after school is practice for football because he's a freshman. And when he comes home, I give him a little time. He eats and it's straight to homework, which is not fun for me. I can understand that. So what is it like with your daughter then? Because you said, obviously, they're different. What is it like with your daughter when it comes to that? They're just more organized. They don't like it. I'm in their ear constantly. So they just do it. They come home from school, they grab a snack, and they're just, they go to their room and they do their work. I've never had a problem, thank God, with the girls. I always say if I had the two boys first, I don't know if I'd have the girls (laughs) after that. (laughs) Because they're just so different. Now, in your opinion, what is the difference? Because I've heard that before. So what do you think the difference is? Why is it that way? Maturity. Okay, They're I would agree They're just with not as ready mentally, I think, even at the same age. And the boys are more fun in games and everything's a joke and it's okay. I'll do it later. It's not okay. And I, I worry a lot <laughs> about them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have two boys too, so I know exactly where you're coming from. So now that your kids are older, how is it different now getting your kids to extracurricular activities compared to when they were younger? So now that I have two older kids, two older ones that thrive, it's like a godsend because in soccer with my daughter, who's now 17, for years, the older they get, the later their practices start. This is how it kind of always works out too, because the boys' practices are usually after school or like mid-afternoon. Hers is not till nighttime. So it's a matter of just juggling, picking up, coming home, and then leaving again. It's me who doesn't get to eat the dinner. It's they are fine. (laughs) I usually don't eat till 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Now that she drives, she takes herself to practice, and it's fantastic. Now, did your daughter play club soccer? Yes, for her a long time. Okay, how is that when it comes to time management and making sure kids are getting to their activities? Because as you know, club and travel teams are so time-driven. And you've got to be there. And it's, it's different than just playing yeah. regular rec soccer. So how is that impacting when it comes to 
making sure the kids are where they need to be and also making sure that things are done that need to be done. So it's like you said, it's kind of like a tag team. Because the the two boys play football and my husband coaches now, and he has been in the past, but since moving here, he's coaching this year. So he tends to take the younger one to football practice. And I would then pick up my other son from school, bring him home. And then at the time before my daughter got her license, he would be fed. I'd go take her to practice. But since it's far, her practice isn't so close to here. I'd have to sit there just wait in the parking lot. So I just sitting and waiting. And then my husband would come home from practice, deal with my other son. And it's just kind of back and forth. Right. And that, that kind of leads me to my next question, too, because what I'm thinking is, all right, you've got a daughter getting ready to go to soccer. You've got son playing football and you've got a kid somewhere else. Let's just say you're at football practice and now all of a sudden your daughter gets sick or something like that. You've got to leave practice to go tend to your daughter, but your husband is maybe across town at another practice. Yeah. How do you work that out? How do you manage that type of situation? So that's actually interesting. So we've just moved here from Maryland and we have been always in the travel and club leagues. So back in Maryland, you get to know the parents, you become friends with parents, you know, who lives close to you. And sometimes you just got to ask for help. It takes a village. It really does. Now that we moved here to Tampa, I am starting to become more friendly with people. But now with her teammates, she knows where they live and where they are. And she kind of coordinates that before I was allowing her to drive all the way down there. I really wasn't letting her drive alone all the way in these roads. So it was a lot of micromanaging. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And particularly when you're talking about going to a new area that you have no idea anything about or don't know anyone, it makes the situation that much tougher. So what's the biggest challenge you face when you're playing mom, chauffeur, you have a full-time job, your wife, and everything else you have to do? I feel guilty if I am unable to attend anyone's games. Even if I make it for a half, I really, really try to make sure that I'm there because I want them to know that I was there always supporting them and I do the best I can. Right. Well, that's all you really can do, really. You know, you can only be in one place at one time, but certainly I think the kids understand, you know, even if you've shown up for a half, they understand that you care, you're there and you're doing the best you can. And they see that too. They may not always verbalize that, but they see that as well. And if they don't see it, they'll hear me because I make sure that I scream (laughs) for them on the sideline. So either way, they'll know. Either way, they'll know. They'll know. know. (laughs) For sure. So by having to wear so many hats, what's the most important thing you've learned? Oh, my gosh. I guess that this is supposed to be very memorable. And I'm trying to kind of encapsulate and take everything and and embrace it because they won't be here forever. But it's chaotic. And I, I guess I like the chaos. Yeah, I think there's in a weird way, I guess you could put it, there's some sort of addiction to the chaos. And amidst that chaos, do you find that you're not necessarily embracing or enjoying everything that is going on because you are running from here, you're running to there, you're doing this, you're doing that, you've got work, you've got all these other things to do. So you're not necessarily taking everything in. Do you get that feeling at all? Sometimes. Okay. All right. Sometimes. Like I said, I have two boys and, and I've been through that before. So I imagine with three and four kids playing activities or involved in different activities, you kind of get lost in what's going on because you're so focused on making sure everything is in order, so yep. to speak, that you really forget to step back, take a breath and say, okay, I can really enjoy this moment because as you said, they're not going to be here forever. They're not going to be kids forever. And you want to take all of it in as much as you can while they're playing. Yes. It's exhausting. It really is. 
And so sometimes I just, I really thrive for those days off of school where like, I don't have to wake up early and I don't have a place to go and I can just let them be just a little for a day. Absolutely. <laughs> There's always an activity. Yeah. So you have a husband that helps you out with those activities or at least, you know, some of those activities. What is your thought when you see or hear about a single parent that has two, three, or even four kids that are in different activities that have to go through the exact same thing you're going through, but they only have themselves to make sure everything gets done? What are your thoughts on that? I have a friend here who recently divorced and has two kids. So we actually help her sometimes. It's hard. Her two boys are also in football. And luckily, they're the same ages as my two boys. Okay. So it's, she'll help me too. If I can't make it to pick him up after practice and she's there, she'll bring him home for me. So it kind of works both ways. Like I said, it really takes a village and you have to make friends with the parents on the teams and get their information because God forbid something happened and you're unable to make it. You really, really got to ask for help. Absolutely. As as nobody likes to do that. No, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And I couldn't agree with you more. It takes a, a village to raise some kids. And certainly when it comes to sporting activities and other extracurricular activities, you need help when you have multiple kids to be able to make sure they get to where they need to go because at any moment, anything can happen and you're going to need to go. So I completely agree with you. So finally, what advice would you give to moms with very young kids that are getting started in multiple extracurricular activities? My biggest thing is just don't go into all sports the same season. I know a lot of people that they want to do multiple sports and you can if it's recreational and that's great. But once you get into that club scene or these travel leagues, it's a whole different ballgame and you're really signing up for the commitment. And these coaches, they know that it's not the kids driving them, it's the parents. And so you're really having to commit yourself and your time and money, everything. Yes, you're absolutely right on all accounts. Club and travel sports are a different beast. And parents are spending several thousand dollars yeah. for these kids to play in travel leagues. And when you're spending that kind of money, that takes precedent over a lot of other things, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's what happens. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It's a whole different beast. Brenda, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for that information. I really appreciate it. I wish you and your kids best of luck this year. And hopefully I'll have you back on the show sometime soon to talk about this topic again. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, I'd like to thank Brenda for joining the show. So what are the three takeaways from today's episode? Number one, kids, find a balance between your extracurricular activities and your family life. Be sure to have friends outside of your activities. Number two, coaches, foster an environment where your athletes can enjoy their sport as well as life away from sports. And number three, moms, thank you for all that you do, but make sure there's an equal balance between your work, your family, and your kids' activities. That concludes episode number 26. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you share it with a friend. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that you subscribe. Please tune in next week for the next episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care.